Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Again, it is the second hour of Mornings with Carmen. We talked uh, in the last hour with Kathy Brenzel from the National Day of Prayer Task Force. A listener texted in and got me thinking about maybe the soundtrack for this week, the soundtrack for this day. Uh, And producer Paul reminded me uh, of what we're doing tomorrow on the program, which is basically a, a Good Friday version of Lessons and Carols. So if you think about what we do on um uh, on Christmas Eve, when we have a service of lessons and carols, and we le- read the text of Scripture related to the birth of Jesus and the, and the events of that evening, and then we um, we reflect on those passages using songs and music. Okay, we're doing that tomorrow here on the program, uh, reading the passages of Scripture, uh, reading through the Passion of the Christ, and um, and then mixing in appropriate music so that our hearts and minds have opportunity to reflect on those passages of Scripture. So that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow in a very special episode of Mornings with Carmen, the Good Friday edition. Um, So now I have got uh, Pastor Ken Baugh. He is an author. The book is Unhindered Abundance. I want to share this conversation with you. Um, because we do need, our souls do need restoring in a fragmented world, and that's the subhead. So unhindered abundance, restoring our souls in a fragmented world. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. What a joy to welcome today Ken Ball. Uh, you might recognize him as a very successful pastor. He has a life experience um, that then I would describe as having disrupted his career, setting him on a journey to better understand the dynamics of spiritual health. He joins us today, among other things, as the author of Unhindered Abundance, Restoring Our Souls in a Fragmented World. Ken, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Thanks, Carmen. It's great to be with you. Well, it's wonderful to have you. Thank you, first of all, for the um, for the vulnerability uh, of your own story in the book. Why don't we Why don't we start there? How is your story a story of a soul restored? Well, it's really I was kind of a guinea pig of my own research and my own work, and I think God used my process of understanding the dynamics of the heart and how the healing process works to bring about greater healing in my own life from past traumas and, and hurts. And so the the current event that really triggered that process was my, my termination as a senior pastor. And so uh, it just kind of brought everything to the front, but then gave me the opportunity to start diving into it at a little deeper level. And as soon as you describe having 
had had folks tell you, you know, we don't want you to do this anymore. This is not the best place for you in terms of your service to the body of Christ. Um, there are people listening right now who resonate with that. They have been fired or lost their positions in other ways. Talk about the the identity issue related to that, how we sometimes see ourselves as what we do instead of seeing ourselves as, you know, belonging to God in every circumstance. Yeah, that's a that's a sad reality that that <clears throat> I would say all of us struggle to some extent with identity. And part of it, Carmen, I think, is because we live in a <clears throat> in a very performance oriented culture and the local church, you know, isn't any different than that, that we measure spiritual growth and progress largely, <clears throat> excuse me, largely by what we do and what we know. And so as we work hard to kind of build up that part of ourselves, when it gets taken away through a termination or something of that effect, our whole world comes crashing down and we feel like a failure. We experience shame, rejection, and abandonment, and it just kind of, it just kind of goes from there. All right. I want to take people um, into the book. I also want to go ahead and tell our listeners, um, if you're you know, you recognize that you're broken and you would like to experience the Christian life as something more than what you are experiencing now. You'd like to experience unhindered abundance, and you'd love to have a copy of this book. Um, We are giving away a handful of copies today, and so you can enter that drawing by texting the word book to 877-933-2484. Ken, let's talk about, you know, people feeling stuck or wondering if it's even possible that there might be more to experiencing the Christian life, you know, beyond what they are experiencing right now. Like people who are just like, is this like, is this all there is? Because this isn't very joyful. I don't feel connected to God. Can you just address that? Well, I think, yeah. And I think a lot of us get to a place on the spiritual journey where that is inevitable. It's kind of what some describe, spiritual writers describe as hitting the wall. And it really is a gift because it helps us recognize that the defenses that we've put up to protect ourselves from being hurt have created conflicts, internal conflicts, maybe distortions about who God is, distortions about who we are in Christ. And so those defenses then put these barriers up that inhibit our ability to really experience the intimacy that is available to us with Jesus as well as as with others. And so just the fact that a person can identify they're feeling stuck is actually good news because it then opens the door to uh, the deeper journey, which takes us into greater uh, relationship both with God and with others. All right. So let's talk about um, how that happens a little bit. You talk a lot about brain science, which might seem to some people an interesting intersection with spiritual formation or the spiritual life. So can you talk about that intersection of brain science and spiritual formation? Yeah, a lot of people think that science and and a biblical or Christian worldview are at odds with one another, but I don't see it that way. I think it's how God created us to, to operate. So He knows how He created our brains to work. He knows what goes on in the deep places of our hearts. And so it would just make it just makes sense to me that Science, like neuroscience, even psychology, sociology, philosophy, these these various disciplines can inform us in both how God created us 
and how the healing process actually takes place. And so I put all the sciences, if you will, in my book, I put them under the umbrella, if you will, of general revelation. And I don't see those as at odds with special revelation, which is scripture. So we always have to check the, you know, and be discerning, but God created our brains to work in a certain way. And if we cooperate with that, we can experience a different quality of life as a result. All right. Cooperation is a really good word. One of the things that I like to encourage people to do is to cooperate moment by moment with the active work of the Holy Spirit um, in our lives that, you know, I want to be cooperating or yielding to the Holy Spirit, you know, moment by moment that that he would bring me into greater conformity with who Christ is. Talk about the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this um, and and the just how crucial it is that we have an active awareness of the Holy Spirit. Well, Paul in 2 Corinthians 3.18 clearly states that the Holy Spirit is the primary agent of change. So there is no change that takes place without the work of the Holy Spirit. But there is a partnership where we uh, work in uh, conjunction with the work of the Spirit. For example, I think we would agree that uh, Scripture is an essential dynamic to our formation in Christ, to our understanding of who God is, to our own growth, and so forth. But the Holy Spirit doesn't sit down and read the the Word. We have to do that. We have to sit down, make the time, read the Word, and then as we're reading God's Word, then the Holy Spirit can use the Word to bring about conviction or bring about awareness or challenge, uh, you know, distorted thoughts about God or or self or others. And so that's how it kind of works together. I think a lot of people are afraid that if we start talking about anything that we do, then we're getting into some kind of a works-oriented or legalistic uh, understanding of Christianity. But the reality is it's not that at all, is that everything is grace-sustained. And God has given us the ability to work with Him. We're kind of uh, co-regents, if you will, in this regard. So even though it's a partnership, it's a limited partnership, that the Holy Spirit is doing the heavy lifting in this, but He does the growth part. We can't grow ourselves. He does the growth part, but we participate in that growth. It's not unlike a farmer, right? Mm -hmm. A farmer can't grow the crop, but he can plant the seed, he can plow the soil, plant the seed, water the seed, and, and do those things, and then the seed grows. So, Essentially, whether you call them spiritual disciplines or practices or what have you, that would include Bible study and Bible reading and memorization and, you know, prayer and worship and all those things, those are all means, if you will, through which the Holy Spirit brings about our transformation into the image of Christ. All right. I want to get to that list because that sounds like a pretty classical uh, Christian formation and discipleship materials. So Ken Ball and I are going to return to this conversation in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. No Picking up with Ken Ball, right where we left off, we're talking about uh, his book, Unhindered Abundance, Restoring Our Souls in a Fragmented World. Uh, If you are interested in entering the drawing for the copies we have to give away, just text the word book to 877-933-2484. Ken, let's pick up where we left off. Um, You you rattled off there a whole list that would sound, you know, to most Christians like a pretty classical list of 
spiritual formation practices. And so we're talking here about sort of classical Christian discipleship, but you bring it to bear and you bring it into conversation with very contemporary concerns and issues. Um, Can you talk a little bit about sort of that as an approach? This is not really a new approach, but it is applied in new ways. Yeah, that's and that's a great insight, Carmen. Uh, let's just take uh, silence and solitude for example. Uh, it's it's when we are spending time alone with God, and listening to that still small voice of the Spirit that comes to us through the Word, comes to us through inner promptings, <clears throat> thoughts, ideas, those kinds of things. When we're in a place of silence and solitude, we're we're not being we're not distracted. We're able to be present to what God is saying to us. And you can exercise those, those two spiritual disciplines by just taking a walk, you know, by just being present to the Lord, the reality of God with you. And there's an interactive dynamic to this that we serve a risen, living Savior who is always with us and always wants the best for us and is always communicating with us. But we get so distracted and so busy and so preoccupied that we don't we don't make the time to actually listen to what he has to say. Hmm. Okay, I'm taking I'm making note of that. I mean, you're you're confirming so much of sort of the way I operate, and so I really I really resonate with what you're saying. I am one of those people who thanks God when the flowers bloom for sending me flowers. Like I'm like, thank you so much for the flowers you sent today. Like that is so great, yeah. and I. I don't think everyone thinks that way when they see flowers blooming. I don't think that their first thought is God sent these flowers and he sent them, you know, he's enjoying them. Right. But so they're to his glory. Um, But he also sent them for my, you know, so I could have this warmed heart of recognizing the goodness of who he is and his presence with me in this moment, even in the shared joy we have of of a flower opening up. This is not complicated stuff. I think that we have, I think that it's possible we have overcomplicated spiritual disciplines. I would absolutely agree. And I think one of the reasons, Carmen, why it's difficult for some to be present to, you know, God sending us flowers is because of the, our own shame that we carry or our own distorted mm. perceptions of who God is. And that's why, that's where really the idea of the title for the book came is that the abundance of Christ is available to every believer, but we, but God has given us the free will to determine how much of that abundance we're going to let in or not, because mm. he doesn't force it on us. And so, you know, I'm a photographer, so I love photography. And so I liken our heart, if you will, to kind of an aperture. And God has given us the free will to open the aperture of our heart up uh, fully or keep it closed down. And a lot of times it's because we're afraid. If you have a conflicting understanding of, of God, so for example, you think that um, God is angry with me and he's always disappointed in me and, you know, I'm kind of just got to really kind of walk the line here and, and just hope that I don't mess it up too bad so that I go to heaven when I die. That is going to create a very distorted perception of who God is that is going to radically affect your relationship with God. So my husband is definitely a, you know, go to the closet and spend time with the Lord kind of guy. 
much more so than I am in terms, just in terms of his spiritual practice of personal prayer. Um, and I'm not giving away in public anything that, uh, that, that he hasn't given away already about himself. He has, uh, he shared with me several weeks ago that he has started asking God for more. Like, I know there's more of you. I know, I know there's more. So just starting to ask yeah. for more, you know, there, there's a bit of glory on him when he comes out of those private times with the father um, he has yeah. provoked me. His practice has provoked me to start asking um, a question every day in my own quiet time. And that is just, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? I I sense that there is so much more that God wants to share about himself than most of us are taking the time to stop and ask him to reveal. Yeah, I think that's true. But I also think, Carmen, that we have to add into that we're actually afraid to mm-hmm. because it's it's God God's love is so vast. I liken it to the ocean. You know, it's just it's so huge and so big that that actually letting that love in because his love for us is unconditional. It's not based on performance. It's not based on 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 anything except for his character and nature. The risk of letting that love in and to be able to feel the love of God, I think is so foreign to most believers, even a lot of pastors that I work with. Have, have not really internalized the reality of God's love beyond a cognitive understanding of it. Hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate the way that you are not only addressing that topic for all of us in this book, but for the way that you're doing it through your ministry as well. The book is Unhindered Abundance, Restoring Our Souls in a Fragmented World. Um, Ken Baugh is, is the author. Tell us a little bit about your ministry while we've got you here today. Well, the last six years, so I was a local church pastor for 25 years. In the last uh, six, seven years, I've been uh, really just coaching and mentoring Christian businessmen and pastors. And so I get to come alongside of leaders who are really desiring kind of going to this next level in their journey with Christ. And a lot of what that involves is removing the barriers that a lot of this unresolved emotional pain has created that they may or may not have been aware of. And so it involves pastoral counseling. It involves uh, spiritual direction. It really just brings to bear, you know, my 30-plus years of ministry and training to a place where I can sit down with somebody for, I mean, I've been working with some guys for a number of years and just kind of walk with them on this journey, and it's just been an exciting, wonderful thing. You guys can uh, check out Ken's ministry and connect with him at IDTministries.com. Um, IDT, I don't know what that stands for. Let's give it people... The, the Institute of Discipleship Training. Excellent. Institute of Discipleship Training, IDT Ministries. That's where you can connect with him. Uh, IDTministries.com. The book is Unhindered Abundance. I've got copies to give away. Text the word book to 877-933-2484, and we'll enter you into the drawing. Ken, thank you so much for joining us today on Mornings with Carmen. Thank you, Carmen. It's great being with you. Oh, likewise. We'll be right back. going to do something really fun. Uh, We're going to have Bill Arnold, host of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, here on Faith Radio. We're going to have Bill here with us. We are celebrating his birthday, so put on your party hat and get ready. Um, We're also celebrating the Kindness Always initiative, which comes to a conclusion today, although it doesn't ever really end. So there you go. That's what we're celebrating next here on Mornings with Carmen. (music) 
This is Max Lakato. Oh, the things we do to give gifts to those we love. Grown-ups in toy stores, dads in teen stores, wives in the tool department, and husbands in the purse department. <laughs> We're at our best in giving. Have you ever wondered why God gives so much? You Really, we could exist on far less. He could have left the world flat and gray. We wouldn't have known the difference, but he didn't. He splashed orange in the sunrise and cast the sky in blue. If we give gifts to show our love, how much more would he? In Matthew 7:11, Jesus asked, If you sinful men know how to give good gifts to your children, won't your Father in heaven even more certainly give good gifts to those who ask him? God's love came not wrapped in paper, but in passion, not covered with ribbons, but sprinkled with blood, the gift of the cross. This is Max Lucado. joins us. He is the host of Afternoons with Bill Arnold here on the Faith Radio Network. Bill, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you, Carmen. Is that the first time Alfalfa has sung a birthday wish to me? (laughs) So I feel very, very honored. Thank you, Carmen. Our our goal is to to embarrass you. No, I mean, our goal is to celebrate you. During this time today. Yeah, so um, so here you go. So prepare yourself right now. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Hey! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what I have for you. That is, trust me, way better than me trying to sing the actual happy birthday song because um, that requires, like, singing on key. Exactly. Uh, yeah, this is not my thing. Um, okay, so this is fun. I don't know that we've ever done this before, that you've been a guest on my show, and I suspect that since you like to be the person who's asking the questions, this is a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, is it ever? But we're going to be together during the 4 o'clock hour today because we're going to have um, our kindness initiative culminates at the 4 o'clock hour today. So we just want to be out promoting that. So that's what I'm excited to be here for today. My birthday, eh, not so much. But, you know, it's uh, it's great that we're going to be together, Carmen, at 4 o'clock today. So at 4 o'clock today, uh, in case you missed it when Bill said it, um, I am going to be on his show, and we are going to be uh, taking your live calls and testimonies about what you experienced during the Kindness Always initiative. And this is not to say that we want you to stop being kind today. Um, we hope that in during the Kindness Always initiative, everyone has been de- de- developing their kindness muscle. Um, and now we will go forth from the Kindness Always initiative and just be kind always. You know, Carmen, has been lovely. I already got a card this morning from a listener, and I, I will let him be anonymous, but I just want to read you a little of it, because when people act in ways that are kind, I, hopefully I can get this out without tearing up. He said, thank you, my friend, for taking some time from your very busy schedule to show some kindness and attention to an obscure sinner like me, your affinity and generosity, your friendship has been such a gift. It has helped me realize that I am important. I am somebody and that I can use my life to be a positive influence to others. Wow. Wow. That's so awesome. It's so lovely. See, that, right? So um, when you have engaged with listeners during this Kindness Always initiative and over the course of time, because you've been doing this for a while, um, I'm I'm just wondering, what are some of the things that you hear from listeners in terms of the way we provoke them? Because I think that we're 
we are kind of provocateurs. Like, right, we're on, we're not just here to like babysit an hour of radio time. We're here to provoke people. So I don't know, give that some thought. Well, when the truth comes out and the, God's word is truth, it will always uh, rustle some feathers. And that's what we want to do. But in the most loving, kind way, we want to, don't we want to dislodge the comfortable and comfort the ones that are needing comfort. I think that's what we try to do here at Faith Radio all the time. That's what I try to do. I always want to just show people that soft side, that kind side. And I think that God's truth through the power of the Holy Spirit will absolutely convict people and move them to the next place they need to be. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I have a note here to myself um, that in addition to having a birthday, right, if you're a Christian, you have a rebirth day. I do. And um, why don't you tell people that story? Well, I was in middle school, and my my dear mother, who at age 52 had been widowed three times. She had buried three husbands mm-hmm. by age 52. And then my best friend was killed by a drunk driver, and my uncle, who I was named after, my Uncle Bill, he died uh, when I was 12. So love and death were kind of metaphorical dance partners. And I thought, well, what happens when I die? Is there any way I can have any confidence? So I was in Catholic grade school where my religion teacher bought us Bibles and had us memorize 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins to God, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And he said, we're all, we're all raised to believe in God, but there's a point where you have to accept him on your own, make it personal, invite him into your life as your Lord and Savior, and you will have the confidence, the assurance of eternal salvation. And I thought to myself, what? This is like the best news I've ever heard. And I did it that night. I went home, got on my knees and prayed to receive Christ. And I had this flood of peace come over me. And then I went in the den and watched the Partridge family. So um, my sweet husband, Jim, when he talks about uh, his rebirth story, um, it actually happened in a in a Catholic confessional. And I think that that would be surprising probably to the Catholic priest who Jim didn't tell. Like he didn't he didn't tell anybody. He had this this amazing experience with God and um, and absolutely was washed, washed clean of his sin and and was renewed and talks about going, you know, out out from the church and into the parking lot and literally just leaping and jumping and dancing around and running around and <laughs> and, and, and and like, you know, woo woo like, you know, and not not telling anybody and not having anybody to tell. And so um one of the things that I just want our listeners to hear today is if today is the day of salvation for you, if today is your rebirth day, if God um you know, if you respond to God today by turning to him and saying, I, I receive it, I, I believe it and I receive it. Um, we want to know that today is your rebirth day. We want to know that you're an April fool like mm-hmm. us for Jesus. Um, and so in addition to texting your birthday greetings to 877-933-2484, Bill Arnold and I would love to hear your rebirthday stories. Um, and so uh, you can share those with us. Again, you can text us at 
933-2484. Bill, um, Iowa loves you uh, and happy birthday. That is on the text line uh, right now. I love that. So that's kind of fun. I got a nice text from a dear old friend uh, named Dan this morning, and he said, he goes, I will do something for someone today and let them know it's from a special person I know and love. So, again, the kindness initiative is at work, alive and well. <laughs> and then we have somebody who says, um, don't fool yourselves. Uh, you guys are only there to keep the dead air alarm from going off. Wow. <laughs> that's, not, that's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, it could be a nice little <laughs> April Fool's joke, too. Uh, no, it's not a very nice person. Okay. No. no. Um, Bill, uh, you are a gift. Well, thanks, birthday. Carmen. You know, no, this is from a listener in the 673 area code. Oh. I, always, I always like it when our text line doesn't know somebody's name. So then I have to look over here at my cheat sheet. 673. Oh, that's somebody listening in somewhere in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. You know, Ephesians 4.32 says, Instead, be kind and tender-hearted toward one another, forgiving each other as we've been forgiven in Christ Jesus. And what a great uh, day to be remembering as we do this kindness initiative, Carmen, that we need to... Be kind and tender-hearted toward one another. And if there is someone that you feel you need to forgive, today is a wonderful day to do it. Mm. Wait no wait Amen. no longer. Yeah. And the outpouring of just uh, kindness and love that comes around a person's birthday. I mean, I was born on April 1st. I'm sure the doctor said this kid's never going to have a real job. Um, but it's really nice to get all this love from, you know, all your friends and family. And my, my phone's been blowing up this morning, which is so sweet. Um, but it's just a reminder of uh, the body of Christ, how amazingly loving and kind and tender-hearted it is. Cody uh, texts in that his rebirth day is January the 27th, 2019. Cody, man, we are so glad that you are in the kingdom. Um, your brother and sister here on air right now just trust that God is growing you up in every way into Christ and drawing you more fully um, into who he is. It is, it is great grace. All right, Bill Arnold and I are going to take a very brief break. When we come back, I'm going to ask him um, what are some of the things that he has learned during the prayer series that he's been doing on his show. Um, This is a part of our Kindness Always initiative conversation. It's going to be going on all day. I'm going to be on Bill's show this afternoon. Get your Kindness Always initiative stories ready to share with us. We're going to be taking your live calls between four and six today. Well, four to five if we run out, but four to six if you keep them coming. So uh, get your testimony ready to share with us this afternoon. More in just a moment. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Bake you a birthday cake if you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! All right, we have now featured uh, (laughs) birthday songs from Alfalfa and the Three Stooges Uh for Bill Arnold. Hysterical. Right? I, I love it. You know, Because you probably wouldn't do this on your own show. Oh, heavens no. Do people play uh, April Fool's <laughs> pranks anymore? Or are those... That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I'm just kidding. One of my favorite... I don't know. One of my favorite a- April Fool birthday pranks uh, was invited to my sisters, and my nephews were like five and six, or six and seven at the time, and they were presenting me with a birthday cake, and what my sister did was take an old cookie tin and frost it, and then set it in front of me as if it was a, a real cake, and then I was handed the knife to cut through it. 
And of course, st- I'm stalling because I can tell it's not a cake. And my nephews are squealing, hardly waiting for uh, Uncle B to put the knife into the cake and have it go nowhere. But it was uh, such a memorable little moment. And, you know, now they're, they're all grown up. And it's uh, such a blessing to be, have a loving family that does silly things like that for you on your birthday. Absolutely. Um, the joy of being brothers and sisters uh, in Christ and being brothers and sisters in families of origin, um, I do I do revel in the joy that we get to experience with one another. Um, I find it great joy to work with you and Susie and the rest of our team at the Faith Radio Network. Um, I, I just we're just we are so blessed to have the privilege of working with Christians um, and doing something every day that hopefully is advancing the gospel um, in the kingdom and encouraging listeners to um, to live out their faith in ways that are joyful and winsome and um, and loving toward others. Carmen, I couldn't agree more. I love working with everyone here, and it's my obviously my birthday today. But I get this handwritten note from the president of the university. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this is the president of the university with this lovely handwritten note. So thoughtful. It's a lovely place to work and be part of. And, and I'm so encouraged. And it's so uh, nice to have the support of everyone here at Faith Radio and all the listeners that continue to support Faith Radio now in its 72nd year. It's amazing. And I'm thrilled to be a part of it. So it's going to be fun at four o'clock today. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Hey, next week, um, I'm going to be up there uh, live and in studio. We're going to be doing uh, Spring Share. So I look forward to seeing you then. Before we let you go, um, share with us a little bit about the prayer series that you've been doing on your show, because for folks who have not tuned in, that is just, that's been awesome. It's been amazing. And prayer is something everybody can learn more about and be more inspired to learn more about. So the guest that we've had on uh, yesterday, I we had on uh, Jay John, who is like the equivalent of Billy Graham in the UK. He is a very uh, well-known evangelist. And he was talking about Jesus and his disciples saying, we need to get on the boat to cross the lake. And he said, Jesus knew that a storm was going to come up. He knew that. So he goes down to the bottom of the ship and lays his head on a pillow. And sure enough, the storm comes up and they come screaming to him, Jesus, don't you care? We could drown. And Jesus calmed the storm. But what we loved about what J. John said yesterday was Jesus is thinking the boat's not going down. I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) And when we're in a boat that's in a storm and it's raging, the boat's not going down because Jesus is in it. And we, we get little tidbits like that all the time. So all of these uh, guests that we've had on for the prayer series has always been phenomenal, and most have admitted that they struggle with prayer. Only one of my guests said, I don't really struggle at all with prayer. That was Becky Pippert. Wow. I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I... The, the question of struggling with prayer, I think I struggle in prayer. Um, I feel like I love to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when people invite me to pray, um, watch out because it's going to happen right then and it's going to be out loud and it might be long. Um, okay. Hey, Roanoke, Virginia uh, is, uh, is jumping into the conversation on our text line. My rebirth day is uh, coming up on 418, but today's my anniversary. We were married on Good Friday. Um which is the way we like to remember it, rather than April Fool's Day. Um, after 33 years, it's the closest, uh, let's see, oh, it's the closest it's come. Um, so I guess maybe they 
yeah, however that worked itself out. April Fool's Day must have been Good Friday 33 years ago. That's mm. how I'm that's how I'm uh, assuming that that works itself out. So um, happy anniversary, friend, and um, and happy uh, almost your rebirthday. Totally worth absolutely celebrating. Um, yeah. I just I love it. Kermit, I love it. Thank you for. Go ahead. Do you know your rebirthday, your born again birthday? Not as a not as a date on the calendar. Yeah, okay. I mean, I can tell you where I was, and I can tell you, you know, the scope of time. So mm-hmm. I was uh, I was sixteen, and I was at a camp called Windy Gap. It's a young life camp in uh, in North Carolina, um, and that is the that is the span of time during that week in which it happened. But you know, I, I guess I could go back and look on a calendar and figure it out. Um, but they sent us out on these solo experiences, and um, that was the time in which you know I transacted that business with God. Like I, I gave him, I mean, I was like, I, you know, all of you, I, uh, that I understand I want and all of me that I understand I don't. So if you will take all of me and, uh, and, and I could exchange it for all of Jesus. I mean, that's what I want. I don't understand it all, but you can have it all. And, um, that's just really been a never look back moment for me. Mm-hmm. I always think of the, my birth on this day, my mom went through great pain to give mm-hmm. me life. And then my second life, Jesus went through great pain to give me my second life. And to both, you bring great joy. Ah, thanks, Herman. So Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to uh, 4 o'clock, just so you know. And that's uh, the hour that we're going to talk about all these amazing stories of people acting in um, out kindness and doing what God has made them to do. And we're going to have a lot of fun at 4 o'clock today. So please don't miss the show, anybody. Yeah, and get your um, get your story ready to go, your kindness always story. Go ahead and figure out what you're going to call us and tell us uh, at 4 o'clock this afternoon. The number, just go ahead and cue it up in your phone, 877-933-2484. Yeah. And that's central yeah. time, of course. And also, Carmen, just to let listeners know that maybe you sent someone a note or maybe you sent someone a text that surprised them. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible act of kindness. Maybe you prayed for somebody. Exactly. So it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, you bought someone a new car that if you would want to do. <laughs> yeah, like and red. you might have to tell on somebody who did something kind to you as well. Like, right, maybe you were the right. recipient of an act of kindness during the Kindness Always initiative. And today's the day to uh, tell on tell on that person. Yeah. Like, that'd be fun. Yeah, and it's not that you want to, you know, we want you to pat yourself on the back if you did something kind. What we want to do is hear the result of your kindness because that's an inspiration that's right. to others. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. All right. Hey, Bill, I'll talk to you again uh, this afternoon. I'm looking forward to it, Carmen. I mean, I, Likewise. Happy you birthday. You don't have to get rid of me now, but you can if you want. No, I got to put on a party hat. Okay. I, gotta, I got things to do. I get All it. Right. All right. See we'll you talk to you later. Bye. We'll be right back. You get the mom and dad. We'll make this very special day the best you've ever had. All right, I do love this day uh, in the annual calendar in terms of where we are in the rhythm of things. I really want to encourage you to be in the Word of God today, reading the passages of Scripture in, um, you know, that took place in the, what took place in the life of Jesus on this day. Like, this is of critical importance. So if you have not yet been in the Word of God, um, let's be sure we are in the Word of God today in order that as we go out into the world that He so loves, what comes out of us when we're squeezed is, um, you know, is his very spirit and the words that he would speak over a situation and into the world. Um, let's be people today who not only acknowledge Christ, 
but live out the reality of who he is in the world that desperately needs him, desperately needs to know him. Um, All right. Don't miss the Kindness Always broadcast today. Uh, It is... um, It's going to be a great opportunity to reflect on God's grace, God's love, the way it uh, pours out through his people into the world. And so that's going to be at four o'clock central this afternoon on Bill Bill Arnold's show. Love it if you would join us for that. We're going to do it for two hours if people um, participate. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to do it for the first hour. So get your stories ready and get ready to call us. I also think we're giving stuff away in that hour. I'm pretty sure. All right, you can check me back on that later today. Hey, you can grab today's podcast at MyFaithRadio.com. Be a radio missionary, uh, a, a person who extends this ministry to more and more people via the website, MyFaithRadio.com, via the app, teach somebody how to download it. You know, all kinds of good stuff that you and I could do today. All right, it is Maundy Thursday. Let's go get into the Word. Have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.